Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Carolyn Estelle. She is the director of executive search over at Captivate Talent. She is actually the first recruiter to be on the Converge po um, podcast. Um, I got connected with Estelle through um, a really great connection over at Rev Genius and um, loved your process and wanted to get dive right in and go into right into, you know, talking about not just customer experiences, but candidate experiences, I think is very so much the forefront of today and work in society with work from home. You know, it's become more of a candidate market, you know, things really opening up and companies have to figure out, you know, what is my candidate experience going into things to see if I can get the right people to serve my customers. So that's why I asked Carolyn to be on the show. So Carolyn, thanks for being on. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Sean. So, um, Carolyn, I, I, mean, I think I've gone through the experience with Captivate Talent, and I give my own testimonial. So, Captivate, you know, you kind of laid land in the sense of back in 2020, um, there was not a lot of hiring going on. And I think with Chris Gannon's, you know, spearheading a lot of stuff and the support from the team, you did a lot of, um, you know, mock interviews, resume building, being out in the community, which... When I first saw the placement, when you guys, you know, started doing placement, you would do a match for anybody who referred you, bit like referred you a candidate that got placed, to go to any of their nonprofit. And I thought that was a very great human aspect of recruiting. And even going through my own process, you were going through and you were sharing um, examples of how people were getting interviews. You were you were helping guide me even through my own process when I was going through and just you know you know understanding the whole candidate experience around things from the recruiter side. And it was an amazing experience because you were like, Hey, we've got this job. This is what this client is looking for. And you, you brought deeper insights into things. So I just wanted to applaud you that there's, there is, um, you, you're raising the tide when there's a lot of companies that are just trying to find that quick transaction. Um, not everybody, but there, there are some out there. And, and that's okay, but I love it that your company and you are going for more of a humanistic approach. And so my first question is, because you've, you've had over 15 years of experience. I mean, you have worked with some bigger companies. You have worked in some bigger companies. And so my big first question is, is why did you join Captivate Talent in your own perspective? Well, thank you so much, first of all, for that intro and the kind words and um you know, I think a lot of the things in which you outlined are the reasons why I've joined Captivate Talent. I have been in this industry now, gosh, for almost 16 years, and I really wanted to join a place such as this that is doing things differently and bringing that human approach. And I think just given the last two years we've all been through, Chris, our, our founder has been of the mindset of you know, paying it forward. And yes, of course, our job here is to find the best talent and, and match those up with our clients and close close searches, of course. But um, you know, how do we pay that forward? How do we build relationships? How do we, you, know, you and I, Sean, if I never place you, how do I give you feedback to help you land that next opportunity? Right, because I think it all comes full circle at the end of the day. And I know that, you know, especially in the tech community, the world is quite small and the chances of us working together in some capacity in the next few years is really great, right? Whether I place you or whether I don't. And I think 
the work that we we did through 2020 has come back around in spades in 2021. And, and I, I think it's all a testament to uh, our founders' leadership and our approach of just being, being human and trying to you know, be as transparent as possible with our candidates and our clients and trying to um, you know, just pay it forward in terms of feedback. Um, so whether we place the candidate or we don't, they do find that next opportunity. I think that's really important to me and, and obviously just the type of place that I want to wake up every day and, and come to work. It's, it's, it's nice to not just be that transactional recruiter. So I, I know you didn't know this about me. I don't think the um, listeners know this about me too. I actually started out my career in recruiting. Oh, interesting. Um, and I actually had a really good retention rate of about 80%. And it was actually in IT um, and development. And you hit upon it. I mean, I was I was an okay recruiter, I guess. Um, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my passion. But I did learn the human aspect. You treat each individual if you just add an extra five minutes, 10 minutes of your day, just to treat them a little bit better, um, it makes a huge impact. And I, and I just noticed that with our interaction of when you say, you know, when people, you know, if they're listening to this, like if you are looking for a job or you are trying to hire someone, use Captivate Talent. I, I'm just going to give that plug in right now because I was on the candidate side on your end. And I also got to see kind of the, the employer side of what you were kind of building out. And it was very interesting to me where it was that humanist aspect. It was very much that transparency. It wasn't just the transaction of like, hey, you know, you submitted a job. It was very so much um, a, a coaching, a very great coaching experience of, you know, diving deeper in the sense of how do I sell myself? Because you're the expert. Like you can, and people I think um, can sometimes refrain away from that in the sense of like, oh, I already know this, but it's kind of like, yeah, you know this, but how about you pivot it in this way? Because this is how the client will, or the company will see it in a different light. And so I kind of think, um, you know, not being on the company side as much, and if you kind of explain this a little bit better, is how can companies get better at candidate experiences? Because I've been through my trials and tribulations of some pretty bad ones and some really great ones too. And I've got my notes, but I really want to know your notes in the sense of what's that guideline? I mean, you've got 16 years of experience. I had like six months of experience in recruiting. What are kind of the big things that companies should be really cognizant and very aware about? Yeah. And look, I think the answer to this question probably changes almost every month, right? Because this market is changing so rapidly. Um, but what I'm seeing a lot and the feedback that I'm giving even to our clients is just around that process and making it tighter, right? Like, in a market where great candidates have multiple interviews and most most often these candidates are also working, right? And interviewing is a full-time job in and of itself. I think companies need to be more realistic about what their process looks like. Can we, instead of having an eight or nine step process, have two people join a meeting, right? Like, is this final presentation productive, realistic, you know, are there other ways that we can distill this down um, and still allow that candidate to showcase their experience? Um, I think, and again, these are, this is one of the core principles of Captivate Talent, right? It's around giving that feedback and 
that transparency, right? Um, you in a process, one candidate gets the job and they're going to cycle through however many candidates. And I just think being respectful of people's time and, and letting them know that they're not a fit for the role and providing any type of feedback that they can in a timely timely fashion, right? We hope for 24 to 48 hours getting that feedback and delivering that back to our candidates once they interview. Um, I think that's really important. And you know, not doing those very basic things can put your company in a bad light. And I, I just think it comes down to communication at the end of the day, just good communication. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I was, but I was also kind of getting the perspective of you, if you post a job out, you know, and you get like, let's just say 100 applicants, and you have to sift through that, that's a lot of sifting through. But the other thing is, is that what I've noticed, especially with, I feel like we need to update applicant tracking systems a lot better these days because it's. I think it's just an awful mess. Um, but you lose out on the human connection of, of, of that actual basic feedback, even getting back to people if they've applied and they haven't moved to the next round, just sending an email to those people saying, hey, we moved on to the next round because it's not a negative thing. It just gives closure because if you're extending a job out and putting it out there online, there should be some communication of the closure if it doesn't move on to the next round, and that's okay. Um, or being, or having, you know, prepping the candidate for, you know, being able to receive feedback because sometimes people can be very verse and negative to that, and that's a shame if they don't want to hear feedback in the sense of because all it is is an opinion, it's a perspective. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, is that I mean, I've had people who you know set feedback and like, hey, you didn't talk about this, this, and this, and then I was like. Well, you didn't ask this and this and this. How about we revisit it? And and we did. And that extended the interview process of me going deeper into saying, you know, if is, is this the right fit for me? Is this the right fit for them? I mean, that's essentially what it is. And it, it was kind of a great experience kind of going through that. It's like you just hit it on the head in the sense of great communication. It's not about, you know, my marketing brain goes into recruiting saying, how can we make this more effective? But it's more mm-hmm. so how can we just make communication more effective? How can we meet people halfway. And so my next question kind of goes into that where it's kind of the, um, a lot is going on. There is a lot of changes every month. You've noticed even every week, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, depending on, you know, quarterly hits, like, like we have just almost finished Q3 in 2021, which is kind of amazing. Um, just to kind of hear like, just while we're doing this recording, but you know, what are some of the adversities companies are facing in hiring these days? I think that is a huge thing. And then how, how have you helped with Captivate Talent? How's Captivate Talent um, helped with mitigating some of the adversities or, or helping out in the sense of more of the human approach? Like you've hit upon it in the sense of the communication, but yes. you know, what are the kind of the other things that <clears throat> companies are facing that you're, you're really trying to help them you know, find the best candidates and the best candidates find them? Absolutely. I think look, on the company side and on the candidate side, there's, even though there's a lot of activity, there are also a lot of adversity. Um, companies do need to understand that this is a candidate's market as well as a client's market. And they do need to not hesitate when they find great talent because chances are great talent could have you know, they, they're not the only shop in town that they, they could have two to three other final offers, final rounds coming down the pipe. And I think 
the benefits of working with a company such as Captivate Talent is I do everything I can to educate my client and say, hey, look, I know you really like this candidate. They're also coming up on a final um, for for X, Y, and Z in the next two to three weeks. We really need to accelerate this process and put our best foot forward and make a decision, right? So a lot of it comes down to, um, again, just being really transparent with the candidate and the client to facilitate that process to where hopefully the candidate has a few offers coming down the pipeline at the same time and they can make the best decision possible. Hopefully it's for my client, but at the end of the day, you know, we try to manage that process as much as possible, you know, and, and as it relates to compensation, we get out in front of comp very early. As soon as we introduce a candidate, we're talking through compensation expectations. And I think, you know, for companies, the worst thing to happen is everyone falls in love and comp is misaligned after, you know, hours and hours of everyone's time. Um, trying to front load that for a company is really important, especially in this market, because it is a competitive market and um, comp is, is changing quite rapidly um, just in terms of what expectations are and what other companies may be offering. So I think having that conversation and level setting those expectations before you get to offer stage is going to put you ahead, right? A lot of it just comes down to, again, transparency, having those conversations up front. And I do think accelerating the process and staying really close to your candidates, because just because a candidate's passively looking today doesn't mean they're not interviewing someplace else tomorrow, right? They could could get an, an outreach via LinkedIn the next day and all of a sudden things accelerate and they're looking at two offers that I think for great candidates, um, things can change almost daily in terms of their status. Um, and so again, that's, that's where I think working with a great recruiter comes into play and it's just um, staying really, really close and being really communicative. Simplicity, I love it. I, it's, it's very simple. Like, it's very simple things in the sense of, but we tend to forget sometimes we go down those rabbit holes and we're like, oh, we need to do like nine different interviews to set up this candidate. And it's like, why don't we just do three? Like, how can we get that down to three? How can we like bulk things and get people to be introduced? I think that's kind of the biggest thing is the biggest hurdle is one is the comp. I think, you know, addressing that, you know, you're right, addressing that in the front. But the other thing is, is, um, you know, when you're meeting multiple people on the team, why don't you just kind of bulk it all together? You know, how do you, how can you do that? while also having meaningful conversations, I think is, is just having the simplicity in that. And, and it's hard. It's hard to kind of balance and try to find that. And so no more grilling questions here, but if you want to kind of share a story, um, I mean, anything with, you know, you know, if one of your clients that they, you know, face an adversity or a candidate, you know, What's kind of the, you know, if you want to share a story, that's kind of what's kind of going out there at the trenches to, you know, shine a light to people in the sense that you're not the only one. <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, the, the floor is yours with that. Yeah, no, look, I, um, I appreciate you giving myself and Captivate Talent this platform. And I think, again, not to oversimplify things, but I think in this industry, sometimes it's actually quite easy to be a great recruiter um, and the bar probably could be set a lot higher, right? Um, but we are working with a lot of amazing clients and I think a lot of it just comes down to guiding them through the process and helping them with the timing um, when there's great candidates that are maybe balancing a few different offers, right? 
Um, and I also think it's a lot of what we do comes down to matchmaking and encouraging candidates and clients um, to really go with their guts and not settle, right? Um, you know, my goal is to close out searches in under 90 days. And, you know, I just closed out a, a, a VP of marketing search for a client where it was starting to extend beyond that. But I think to their credit, um, they were very, very focused on what they wanted. And they met a lot of great talent, but they just didn't didn't see that wow factor. They didn't have that connection and um, they didn't settle. And we found a candidate that was extraordinary and it might not have been the candidate that on paper anybody would have expected. Um, but I think they just brought that wow factor. They presented some creative solutions that other, other candidates weren't bringing to the table. And I think, you know, and I try to do my best just in coaching candidates in this market um, you know, sometimes presenting and doing just as expected isn't enough, right? Like, you know, clients don't, don't want to hear things they already know. And sometimes that one simple creative idea that you could bring to the table will differentiate you and put you ahead of candidates that honestly on paper could be better. Right. Um, so I think creativity and just seeing that level of effort um, at that final round can go a really long way. And again, I think in this market, sometimes, again, you have a job, you're working on a presentation. It's easy to just churn out one presentation and sort of fix it for the other company and do an as expected job. But um, that one little thing could really differentiate you and be the difference between getting an offer and not. And, um, you know, sometimes I just assume candidates, especially at the executive level, um, We'll do the right follow-up and and do those types of things that are expected. But again, I, I think we're all moving so fast these days that um, you know that level of detail doesn't go unnoticed um, on the client side as well. Um, so so yeah, so that's I mean that's just sort of where I am today. But um, you know I, I feel like I've seen a lot in this market, but I've never seen a market quite like this. And I think great candidates are certainly reevaluating, you know, if they're in the right place. And, um, you know, a lot of it I think has to do with remote work. The world has changed really quickly. Um, I think companies that are drawing hard lines on people being back in the office are going to see a tremendous amount of turnover. We're already seeing it now. Um, but I do also think that a lot of companies have grown and iterated and thrived in the last two years. And those are the ones that we're hopefully hiring for and, and building right now. So it's it's been an exciting part of just the process. And um, I hope we're on the other end of, uh, 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 of the last two years and, and the craziness, but um, I, from my perspective, I don't think that this market is slowing down. I expect it to continue to basically be a push to the end of the year. And then I think, you know, once the holiday season happens, we will probably be um, back to being as busy as we are today, if not busier. So, um, yes, it's a great time to be a recruiter, but um, I think we also, as recruiters, need to play our cards in the right way. Um, you know, because busy, busy doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, getting the right outcomes. 
Definitely. Um, you hit it on the head. I think there's a lot of, even with the candidates that um, I've been seeing, like on your website, of just kind of looking mm-hmm. through these and kind of revealing more information. There's very much, in a, you, you mentioned this word um, misalignment, even just early on with comp. Is that, it, you know, that stems that they have misalignment with their customer experiences. They're going to have misalignment with their candidate experiences because they don't know who to fill in order to provide better experiences overall. And I think you just kind of hit it in the head, even just with, you know, with, you know, your own company with captivated, you know, talent is you're providing already that alignment from the get go. And you're providing the simplicity from the get go from candidate side and from company side and client side. And it's very much um, an amazing experience. Like I've had, you know, firsthand experience with that. And it's, it is simple. Like, we just like look over simple, like, let's make this more complex. Let's get as much information we can and versus let's make it simple and then just see where it goes from there. And so I just wanted to kind of give a recap of the, you know, how much I um, applaud you and, you know, with um, captivate talent of, you know, just the level of, you know, if you, you, when you meet people who have like a lot of experience or are really good at something, they make it look easy or they they, they mention something, they make it look simple. But the thing is that they had to root out all the stuff that they figured out didn't work just to say, okay, this is what works. How do we just, how do we build upon it? And so just wanted to thank you for that. So this part of the episode is not about hiring <laughs> or um, the um, the candidate market or the, uh, you know, adversities, you know, where everything's kind of going off candidate or customer experiences. This is more about you. So mm-hmm. you kind of hinted on in the beginning of why do you do what you do with work? But if you can kind of expound upon that, if, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, this is the reason why I love you know, recruiting, this is why I love doing, being a director of executive search and captivate talent, you know, what are those things that pop into your head? Yeah, I mean, gosh, there's so many things and I can't imagine doing any other job and maybe that's just because I've been doing it so long. Um, But I genuinely love building relationships with my candidates and with my clients and being them thrive and helping elevate candidates into that next level and you know hopefully having them hire hire us around again to build their teams it's it's just really fun um for me personally i like partnering with female executives and helping them build companies i think you know for me that's been really rewarding um you know i also really love working in the health and wellness I've had the good fortune of having clients in health tech, and I think you know, a lot of those pitches just resonate with people in a really different way, especially after the last um, two years we've all had. I think working with, with HR tech, with health tech, um, with that emphasis on employee health and wellness is a really fun um, go-to-market, but I am so inspired by so many of our clients and the work that they're doing. Um, you know, and whether it's around providing a better le- level of, of health or care to employees or, you know, we're working with a client right now that's just trying to democratize the internet and make it more affordable to people. So that's just a really fun story to tell. And it's really fun to help find great leaders to help them become more successful. But, um, you know, in the day to day, I think, you know, Working with female-led companies, um, helping place 
female executives as well as as BNI um, has been what has gotten me out of bed in in the last um, two years, especially with everything that's going on. I um, it, it just it does mean a lot to me to place somebody that um, I know is all that much harder to place in the tech community. Let's just not uh, let's just call it what it is. So. Um, that has been really inspiring and motivating to me. And um, I just genuinely like uh, building relationships with people. I try to talk to 15 to 20 people a week and um, people surprise me constantly, you know, usually in good ways, but I, I genuinely like the randomness of people and I love taking deep dives into business models and learning companies stories and doing the go to markets and doing it all over again. Right. And I, I think, to be a recruiter, you probably have to just be a naturally curious person that likes to talk. <laughs> um, I personally, at a personal note, have a toddler. So especially just being in lockdown um, with a baby, I do think this has kept me sane because having that um, having that adult conversation every day, seeing people on Zoom and feeling really challenged has been really good for my own mental health because, you know, talking to a toddler can become, you know, you're just like, okay, how much, how much can we have this, uh, this conversation or, or watch this show? So, um, it's, it's definitely kept me sane in the last two years. And, um, you know, I, I think liking all the people that you work for certainly doesn't hurt either. I, uh, I also think just waking up and doing our team, team meeting in the morning has also been really good for my mental health. Um, it's, it's fun to, also just see younger recruiters and talent thrive and be successful and, and pass that down. You know, this has been a business that has been really good to me. So I love seeing it, um, you know, pay out for other young people. Um, you know, obviously the business of recruiting is not for everybody, but if you can do it, it's extremely fun, fast paced, educational, lucrative. So um, I do love training and passing that down as well. You kind of mentioned this um, about mental health and just being around people that you like and you work for, as well as, you know, what Chris has mentioned before with paying it forward. So what do you do um, as for hobby or health, hobby and health, to pay it forward for yourself in order to reinvest in yourself? Yeah, that's that's a great question and one that I think I've, I have been giving a lot of time Um Look, I'm I'm a solo parent to a two-year-old, and um, I certainly have a job that's not like a punch-in, punch-out job by any means. So um, I'm very, very diligent about blocking my calendar twice a week. I have a personal trainer, and I, I really block my whole schedule around him. Um, he is also a coach just for... Um, you know, that pump up that I need, honestly, I, I think at this point, he's part physical trainer, part mental trainer, and that is my time twice a week. And I, I would recommend it um, to anyone that can do it just because I will not make the time for myself unless it's on my calendar, unless I know I have that accountability to somebody else. You know, yes, of course, I um, do as much meditating, stretching, yoga, things like that as I can. But I do think having those dedicated blocks of time um, really help me. I, I try to get out in nature with my son as much as I can. Um, that's going to become a little more challenging as we get into the winter. But, um, you know, we, we 
been fortunate to just get outside as much as possible. Um, and, and I, I think, it, you know, just setting that time for yourself, especially um, as a parent, is really, really important to you know, keep yourself sane and, and keep yourself showing up as the best employee and, and the best mom that you possibly can be. You know, I always go back to that quote um, that they say on the airplane, you have to put your life mask on first before helping others, right? And, um, you know, my New Year's resolution this year was to say no more because sometimes I just am constantly coming from this place of yes, 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 and I can do it all. And sometimes you just have to say no. Um, and I think learning to say no sometimes to plans or to things when, you know, I just need a little break has been like a huge game changer for me. Well, Carolyn, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah. I, know I, I met your son during a little video conference <laughs> where we had to. Uh, he's absolutely adorable. Um, and I, I want to thank you, you know, going through and talking about, you know, Captivate Talent, your recruiting experience. Just I think in, in quintessential is I loved your motto when you said everything. It was diamonds are made under pressure. <laughs> um, and then the paying it forward thing, as I think, is extremely important, too. But I think also the simplicity of things of how can you make things more simpler and help build a guided process because i feel like a lot of us need coaches and we also need guides i think that's a very important thing and, and you have you're a guide but you're also guiding other people you have guides in your own team but you also have a coach to help you on the back end and saying like hey i need to work out and just get my mind out of something mm -hmm. and so i want to really appreciate you you know going through that and talking about your different stories and just talking about you you know what makes you tick how do you see success in your own life? How do you try to build success by trying to blocking out your calendar? So Carolyn, thank you so much for being on this episode. Oh, thank you, Sean. This has been so fun and, and I love our partnership and, um, and thank you for everything you're doing as well. Thank you. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. <laughs>